بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعليه وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته Oh, this boy standing on business today. That's all I like to see. All right, let's get right into this, man. So, based on like what's going on in the world right now, and like the thing that the Muslims are going through, we feel like there's a need to speak about the relationship of man and God, and connecting with Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is the most important. The most important connection you'll ever have in your entire life for your dunya and your akhirah. And it's also very important right now. Like, uh, there's a lot of people who are seeing what's going on in the world as like a reality check for them to wake up and finally, you know, lock in harder than they've ever locked in before. And as good as that is, it, we it's very important for us to understand what our connection really is with Allah. Like, what does it mean to have a relationship with God? Because there's other faiths out there who have different ideologies of what it means to connect with God, but. The true one, the true one is Islam, and you to find that there has to be a sense of like a spiritual journey that you're gonna have to go through, and there's a lot of questions you're gonna have to ask, a lot of answers you're gonna find, but ultimately, it'll lead you to a path that's better for yourself. You know, like seeing everything that's going on in the world right now, you know, I ask myself, I ask myself, why do some things like why does mankind do bad things, or why? Like, why is mankind, like, sometimes, like, some people are inclined towards evil. They do, why does one person do more evil than another? Or why does this person do evil? Like, like questions like this, and I'm asking myself, and then, and then like, when I, as my train of thought goes, and I ask my question, and it leads to another question, I don't know, that's just how my brain works. It just, it always ends up, and then I just say, I don't know. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But you know what I do know? I know, oh. la ilaha illallah. I know there is no God except Allah. And then that's, that's just how I carry on my day. And then you know that Allah knows better than you. Yeah, that's how, that's how I sleep at night. For real, because like, man, because you look at these things, you're like, is there really a person in the world who could possibly do something like this? Is there something that I don't know? Is there some hidden knowledge? Like he probably like, is there something I don't know about this? Like I don't understand. Yeah, well, like what leads a person out to do such things? Yeah, exactly. That's like, that's things like that. Like how could you? How could someone sleep with themselves that night and just yeah. knowing exactly what they're doing? That's that's like, hold on, just imagine that someone is really going to sleep at night peacefully, knowing that they're killing women, children, you know doing an ethnic cleansing of people and they think it's just fine there's people on i've seen like videos on social media where you have people making fun of these types of people they're making fun of mothers who lose their child or they're making fun of the people who are getting killed or bombed every single day and it's just like how how as a human being how could you be so sick and twisted to the point where you're doing that and then on top of that there's people who laugh about it those people are even more sick just think about it like there's really people out there that are like that. Like this, like it's not no game. Like that's so crazy to me. I can't believe I can't understand in my own brain how someone could go to how live but with hold on, themselves hold on. like that. Just imagine you take someone's life. Like once you take their life, there is no going back. Mm -hmm. Like there is no coming back from that. You're labeled forever. You you are in this dunya one time. There is no coming back for this person. I want you to imagine when you take someone's life, when you kill someone. You, there is no going back on what you just did. I don't think you guys are understanding how crazy that is to think about. Now, imagine someone who does that to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Mm -hmm. How can this person live with themselves? Like, is that like is that how humanity is? Like, is that? And then on top of that, there are people who can do something about it, and yet they do nothing about it. Now, how can those people also live with themselves? Yeah, you're no better. 
it's like it's like for example right i know this might be a little cliche but like what we learn in school it's like oh if you see someone getting bullied and you're just a bystander you're like you're you're part of the problem too you just let things happen you just let things happen like that that also reflects on how you are as a person as well if you have the opportunity to do something and you just let it be then you are also part of the issue in in the Quran, Allah t- very clearly tells us to stand up, be just, even if it goes against yourself. Mm-hmm. Where is this? We got to think. Not everybody has these like types of mentalities. I I used to think about all the time how like you guys are mentioning people who they get away with these crimes or they they commit these crimes and they obviously like they don't they go to sleep the same way we do. They go to sleep thinking like nothing happened. They did no wrong. Like whenever I used to watch these like documentaries or these um like shows about serial killers and stuff like that i used to always want to know like what goes on in their head what happened in their life for them to be this way like is this something that can happen to anybody you know what i'm saying like if if they had islam would their lives be different like all these types of questions but it always goes back to allah knows best allah is more knowing than i am in these like when these things go on and it always brings you back to your creator because what did we like? What were we blessed with when Allah Subhanahu wa Taala created us? We were blessed with free will, the freedom to choose. Yeah, and that's what I want. I wanted to like move into, it, like, one thing I noticed is like my like you like when you you know when you have those like those phases in your life where your iman is just like at a, at a all time high, like like during Ramadan and stuff like that, where it's like at an all time high. Yeah. Like your ability to tell the difference between right and wrong is like skyrocket as pinpoint you identify something's wrong okay i'm staying away from it like yeah but like at those times of low man you're like you know this is wrong but like it's like foggy like you can't like yeah like it's like a, 100%. you know what i'm trying to say here and it's like man so finally what if that's how it's like for people who like aren't muslim no i can't tell the difference between right and that, wrong that, that is exactly how it is out of the problem i just i'm describing it. every time you commit a sin it's like a black dot on your heart to the point where the heart becomes dead right mm-hmm. and then you can't tell right from wrong or wrong from right you get to that point. And this is exactly why it's so important to have a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because like, look, in my in my worldviews, something could be right to me, but to the next person, they're wrong. So in a serial killer's eyes, I could be the one who's wrong. I could be the one, I could be the villain. I'm the bad guy. And you know what's in, in the Quran, Allah says, Allah gives us the objective morality of this world. He said, perhaps you may love something, but it is bad for you. Perhaps you may hate something and it is good and for it you. It is good for you. That is, that is clear cut. It tells that our our... Our subjective reality is not going to tell the 100% truth. And you think about, like, what it means to, like, no, what right and wrong is. For some people, they're going to think, oh, it's just committing crimes, killing this, these types of things, like the Ten Commandments in um in the Bible or whatever. That's what they're going to think right and wrong is. But no, right and wrong is the things that you do against yourself that hurts you. Like, the small sins that we commit, these minor sins, that's right and wrong. Whether you go out and you commit them because you're like, oh, it's not that bad. It's not going to affect me that long. I'll stop it later. Those types of things. You're gonna lose yourself, like. But then again, how else do we know that it's wrong? We wouldn't know unless Allah told us. Mm-hmm. Like these are not just things that we come up with on our own. How do we know something can truly harm us? Like, what if it doesn't harm us here in this dunya and it harms us and it harms our akhirah? That know, is also that is also harming bro, yourself. And you know, you know people- what? Also, like we can apply this to like this this like a, this idea is that when we whenever we see something, perhaps we see someone getting harmed, but perhaps. Like maybe this is distasteful to you, but perhaps Allah has something like God is. There's something bigger at work here. Perhaps like there's something that we can't see not perhaps, that God can see. Not yeah, perhaps. Okay. Listen, I I know you're saying it to like say um basically like for the sake of conversation, right? But this is not no perhaps thing because when you go through life as someone with knowledge, as someone who understands like 
bro, what what I'm doing here, like, it's not fake, bro. I'm not in a video game. I'm not in no simulation. Like, what I do has impact. And we were talking, we talked about this a lot of times, but I don't think people really deep what it means that there's impact in everything that we do. Like every decision you make will have some sort of impact. Like us choosing to speak about what, what goes on in the world right now, we're posting about it. That has impact because people will see it. People can make dua from that, that type of stuff. People bring awareness to certain issues, to um, certain things that happen around the world or whatever. Those things have impact. The way that we raise our children, that's impact because the way that you raise your children up, they're the next generation because they'll raise their children like that and they'll raise their children like that. And if we keep moving in this cycle of changing the worldview, thinking that we can just evolve with time and we can just forget what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us in the Quran, because one of the scariest ayahs that I just read, it's in Surah Al-Baqarah and you'll find one uh, similar in Surah Al-Imran is, do you believe in part of the scripture and disbelieve in part of it? And subhanAllah, you see more of that stuff, that type of stuff today where people will claim certain things that they believe in and they'll try to interpret something else their own way. Even though it's, this is not the way of the Salaf. This is not the way of the Yeah, this is not the way of the Prophet Ali Salatu And that is our relationship with God. When you try to submit yourself to your own relationship with Allah, not the one that is based on the Quran and Sunnah, then who do you think you are? Mm. Because... The way that our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is supposed to work, it's so beautiful because it's the same for every single person. Yeah, not, we all, we all, we all have that, our equal You know what's crazy? You know, when Allah, when God first created Adam, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first created Adam, what did he tell the angels to do? He told the, all the angels to prostrate to this new creation. This, this is the conversation between God and the angels. He told all the angels to uh, prostrate. What can you tell? And Adam, like, he's like, he's our, he's our forefather. So he's like a representative to mankind. He was the representative to mankind. What does that say about the rest of mankind? We were honored before we were here. We were honored. We were honored in God's eye. It's us. It is every every time man wrongs himself, every time you see wrong being done on the earth, it's because man wronged, his, wronged himself. And you see the I arrogant, know. you see the arrogant atheists, they'll always, they'll blame, say, oh, why does God, like, if there's a God, why would he let this happen or this, that? You never considered the fact that it, this is your fault. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not oppress his creation. The creation oppresses themselves. And that was that was in the khutbah we just went to. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I was, because he was talking about how, oh, what if people start asking, what did these children do to deserve this? What did these people do to deserve this? All this suffering, all this pain, all this calamity. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not cause this. Is this not a result of mankind? Look, I, I, I'm pretty sure there's eyes in Surah Nisa, but it's like, Whatever good befalls you is from Allah, and whatever bad befalls you is from yourself. SubhanAllah. Mm -hmm. Why don't we never reflect upon that? And the thing I always bring up about to this atheist argument is what if also God asks you, why did you let it happen? Mm -hmm. What did you do? Because we, we, we have the free will. We have the strength. We have what it needs. Mm -hmm. We can stop each other. We can always make an impact on another person's life. But did you? Did you try? Or did you let the deception of shaitan get to your head? Did you, did you let the shaitan make you think that whatever you wanted to do is weak or not enough? And then that causes you to move nowhere. And we don't just see this when it comes to injustice. We see it to whatever goals that people want to achieve in their life. And you see how like people who commit wrong, sometimes, like most of the time they see that they're doing right. They see that they're in the right. They don't see that, oh, what I'm doing, it's hurting other people, so it's wrong. It's like, like no. arrogance. Yeah, it's, it's arrogance, and it's also, this is why morality doesn't come from us. This is why we are not Some the, people the, find pleasure the lawmakers. In it. Yeah. Yeah, Some exactly. people find pleasure this in it. This is why we're not the lawmakers, because if we were the lawmakers, everything we want would be ours. And there would be no consequence. There would be no struggle for it. But why is there struggle? It's so we understand. This is why, from what you said earlier, uh, we might see something as distasteful to someone, but... 
Allah has a better plan for them. This is why I love just hearing this ayah where Allah says, I know that which you do not know. It's like, if I know that Allah knows that which I do not know, even if something doesn't make sense to me, like let's say in the Quran or Sunnah, I just submit to it. You know, this I know that this is just best for me overall, and I know it's going to benefit me. And there's never been a time in my life where I ever regretted it. You know, you know what's crazy in Surah Baqarah, when God, the same conversation between the angels and Allah, you know what he says? The angels say, are you going to place, when Allah says he's going to place a Khalifa on earth, like i.e. Adam, the angels, they say, are, they, are you going to place someone who's going to cause mischief and blood? blood and shed blood on, on the earth. Yes, on the earth. Allah says, he says, I know that which you do not know. So, you know, like when similar questions are asked, when I ask similar questions in my head, I'm like, dang, like, what, like, how did, how could this happen? Like, is this really what humanity is? And then you, you, it goes back to the statement, God knows what you do not know. So it's like, you just got to trust that. That's how, that's how you sleep at night. It is because like, if all of mankind and jinn kind was to come together, we'd be closer to knowing nothing than to knowing everything. Yeah, that's, I always think to myself, like, dang, I really know not Like, I don't know why this happened. I don't know. I don't even know why. I don't even know why I woke up at this time. I don't know this. I don't know that. I don't know that. Like, or for in example, the, in the long, in the long scope of things, like through tunnel vision, you don't. I don't know anything, bro. Like, dang, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, but be 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 happy with what you do know, with what you're blessed to know, because the ni'mah of Islam. What did Allah, what does Allah say in the Quran? He says, He has chosen us as Muslims. Mm -hmm. He has honored the Muslims. And the, and the thing, the, the thing that you need to know, the thing that you need to know, La ilaha illallah, man, subhanAllah. You just believe wholeheartedly in that. Now, you the believe, thing, you the believe that in the one true God. No, and, you know, but wait, wait, wait. Wholeheartedly in that. What were you, you guys getting into, right? The iman fluctuation. Because you're saying, La ilaha illallah, believe wholeheartedly. It's a lot easier said than done. We say this a lot with everything. Words in Islam, these words in Islam, a lot easier said than done. A lot easier said, right? We, mm -hmm. It's so easy to say, La ilaha illallah. Light on the tongue, heavy on the scale. But what is the heaviness on the scale for? Because of how hard it is to actually achieve that. How hard it is to actually achieve tawakkul, ikhlas, akhlaq, to have this fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have this belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his lordship, understanding what tawheed really means. Understanding is way easier, is way harder than saying it. Saying it, everybody can say it. Literally down to the worst person, or like worst of mankind can say it. Is shaitan a mushrik? No. He believes there's only one Lord. He's a disbeliever, but he's not a mushrik. See, it's a lot easier to say that there's no God but Allah. But what does it mean to actually believe in it? What does it mean to actually believe in it? It means to submit. And where does submission start? Submission starts with yourself. And when you guys are talking about um, fluctuations in iman, like... You're gonna be high up. We, we, yeah, we find ourselves high at one time and low at sometimes. Then we finally like realize like it is not as easy as we sometimes perceive it to be because like, look, for example, we know that we're going to be testing this life. We know that we should make the kid. And like, for example, right, you know, sometimes we, we get into a situation and the first thing that comes out of our mouth might be a cuss word, even though we know that we should be making a stuff or making the kid. And then other times it might be the kid or a stuff you know, And then, like, you know, it, you just know in those true moments that like, that's really you. No, because like, and that's the scary part. No, because I need y'all opinion. I, I, I need y'all opinion. I need y'all. I need y'all's opinion on this. Because I know, wallahi, I know I'm not tweaking. One, one day, like, I'll wake up and I'll be like, ah, like, I'll be like, alhamdulillah, I'll be like, Allah But the first thing I'll remember is Allah, I'll be like, man, Allah But And then other days I'll wake up and be like, why am I even living, dude? What the yeah, heck? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, my iman will be so low. I'll be like, man, am I tweaking? Am I tripping? Like, the, the person I am now is completely different than the person I was a week ago. What the heck is going on here? And that, those, like, those are the times when you really have really reflect upon yourself. Those are the times when I sit there and I'm thinking, what am I doing wrong? Or have I been lacking in something? Have I been reading enough Quran? Have I been committing, like, 
like sins, to me, like, sins yeah. like what what if I what have I been doing and then I start to reflect on my personal life and then I'm like all right I need to change this I need to get back on this and don't don't think that it's easy don't think that it's easy it might have been easy for me two weeks ago but that doesn't mean it's easy right now but that's the whole point of it being a test mm-hmm. am I am I gonna am I gonna continue to prosper or am I just gonna sit there and am I gonna am I am, am I gonna give up and here's the here's the thing because we know we know all the sons of Adam commit sins but the best of those sinners are those who repent what is it like what is repentance repentance it's, bounce, it's bouncing back. You gotta like, you gotta, you have to recognize that you're gonna mess up. You're not, you're not the most perfect. You're not gonna be perfect. You're not gonna be the most perfect. No matter how, I don't care who you are. But the one thing that you can do though, is repent to God for for your mistakes. And there's strength in that. Yeah. Because like, look, look at the arrogant person. They can't admit what they did is wrong. They can't apologize for something that they did. They, they, got, they got a chip on their shoulder. But look, me as a Muslim, I can go out and apologize to someone, even if it's hard for me. Or I can go out there and admit that I was wrong in certain situations. And, and that, I, that in itself is strength right there. Because who, who can really do that? And I think the word to describe it, the Arabic word is sabr. You know, a lot of people, they translate, like, they think of sabr as patience. But it, I've, like, I think it's much more beyond patience. It's more like perseverance, discipline, like, a not, give, like not giving up, like... Yeah, patience. But under, like, the word sabr, like, it goes so much more deeper than just, you know, like, being patient. Well, like you know? I said, everything is deeper than just the word, right? And when I think about myself, whenever I have, like, I'm at a high point in my iman, it's more like I'll be seeking knowledge and I'll feel like an alim. Mm-hmm. I'll be learning something new every single day. I'll be learning Qur'an with quickness. I'll be learning ayat to, like, like, I memorized the Qur'an. Like, I've already memorized the surah or something like that. But then they will get to a point where my prayers won't even feel like they're counting. Yeah. I'm praying five times a day still, but it doesn't even feel like they're counting. My khushu is lacking. Um, I'm lacking in my studies, the, like, this type of stuff. And I'll be thinking to myself, what did I do wrong? Did I yep. commit a sin? Like, am, does, is Allah unhappy with me? And it always brings me back to the to the time of the Prophet, Salam, when he saw Allah, Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was upset with him. When he thought that Allah had forsaken him, that he was upset with him. And then what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? He revealed Surah Duha to him. Mm-hmm. Letting you know, him you know, you know, he, he has not forsaken you. You know the verse in Surah Duha, and your Lord will give you and you will be pleased. Like subhanAllah, that's just, that's so crazy. In a time of need, this is what the Prophet like had revealed to me. No, but at those times though, when you're really lacking Iman, one of the best things that I recommend is learning the ad- names and attributes of Allah. And if you and if you already know them, of course, reviewing them. Like this, this right here will take you a long way because then you remember, oh, my Lord is the most forgiving, or He is the most loving. I can turn back to Him right now, or my Lord is Allah. You know, He can bless me with anything that He wants right now, right? As long as I go out and I ask, you know, I just seek, I seek His bounty, bro. Let's not pretend like Allah Subhanahu wa Taala did not mention these names and attributes for no reason. These are for ways for us to get to know our Lord. Like, how many times will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have to tell us he's the most forgiving for us to seek his repentance or to seek his forgiveness, to seek his... Well, or his why, why is Ayatul Qudsi the best ayah in the Quran? Because it, just, it starts out by describing Allah. Mm-hmm. And think about it. What do we know about Allah besides what he's told about us? We don't know anything except that what he's revealed to us. But just imagine... So imagine that. not having every single bit of information that God revealed to you about himself. But I, I was just like watching a video there the other day and I was in my bed. I was about to sleep. And he was just talking about Ayatul Kursi, right? And he was breaking it down. And then he was also talking about every night when you're sitting there reading Ayatul Kursi when you're about to sleep, you then you also reflect on how no sleep or slumber overtakes your Lord as you're sitting there sleepy. Like, you, you see, what, I, you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you see the contrast. Like, yeah. Allah, Allah is one way and you're a, you're a completely different way. Mm-hmm. You know, we were incomparable. Exactly. Like, 
how many times would Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have to tell you something in the Quran for you to finally believe it? Like, we live in a world where we're stuck in this materialism. Like, you got, you got women who freaking, hold on. You got women who are looking to tell people their mahar before they even meet a man. You got ma a man who wants a certain amount in his bank account. But how come you can't show that same type of devotion, that same type of love for whatever you want to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Mm -hmm. How is it so hard? Like, why not when someone asks you, what is your mahar? Whatever Allah has destined for me. Or how much do you want in your bank account? Whatever Allah gives me is sufficient for me. Why is, why do we always want a specific thing, but we can't just say whatever Allah is, is, has planned for us? Well, it's like we lack, we lack a trusting God. As if this, like, as, as if, if obtaining that would suffice us. Or exactly. Like, would, like, as if like, that's like, enough. Like, in, like people, they live, they live with this lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Once I get that, then I'll be set. Yeah. No, and then once you get that, and then it's like, then once I get another thing, then I'll be set. Wait, like, you keep oh, on going. There's hadith in the Prophet talking about how, like, mankind is greedy. If he was given a mountain of gold, you know what? He'd want another one. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much you get. There's always, there, it's always more and more and more. And I even see it. Like, look, I watch a lot of entrepreneurs. I see how they are with their money. I see these people, they're multimillionaires. Like, what else do you need? No, they're like, yeah, I'm chasing that billion now. Or I'm chasing that 100 billion. I'm like, wow, like, Subhanallah, when, you, when is the end? You, when know you, you know what's crazy? You know, like the most, like some of the most interesting ayat in the Quran are the ayats when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about mankind, insan. Like, bro, you know in Surah Yisra'il, and mankind prays for evil swiftly as he prays for good, and mankind is ever hasty. That's so, like, subhanallah. Is that not an insight into humanity? It is. Man, that's so crazy to me. That, what that reminds me of is like, let's say you make a dua for something that is good in theory. It's good. Like you, in your eyes, it's good. But really for you, that's horror. Mm -hmm. If you if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants you that, it may turn you away from him. And that's what it's making me think of. And you're swift. Mankind is like, is they're hasty in judgment. They just want things now, 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 now. Mm -hmm. That's man, man, man. I need it. Dang, man. But look, listen, these are the things that we could all be guilty of. So. Yeah. <laughs> That's a problem. It's no, on our. It's in our nature. Yeah, it's, it, but I didn't even. I didn't even peep though. I didn't even peep. Game that's what I'm. That's it. what I'm like bringing up because it's so easy to make dua for material things like, oh, I want this and I want this and I want this. But why don't you say you want what Allah no, Taala has? You know that you. reminds me. Whatever of, Allah planned is sufficient. I wish. I wish I could remember the Quran verse, but I, I remember I saw this Quran verse very briefly. Right, I was scrolling through my Instagram feed and I just saw it. Right, but it was like, say my my salah, my life. My death is all for Allah. Yeah. Like, I was just thinking about, like, subhanAllah, and I only saw this for a brief second. I just, just had me thinking. Then I had to go, but, man, man Allah, I just, I wish I could have learned that. It's, you live for Allah. You pray for Allah. You pray to Allah for for the sake of Allah. Like, you you ever think about that? Like, what the heck? I pray for the sake of Allah, but I'm, I'm still praying to Allah. And you know what's crazy is after God gave you all of your your senses and your body, your intellect, he gave you reason. There are those who turn away and think that they're above above everyone else. They think, oh, I have this intellect because of my own accord and I, and I have these muscles because of my own accord and there is no one to help me and I got this all by myself. And then there are those who, like, they reflect back to God and they thank God. Like, imagine... How, imagine you eat from God's food, you eat from God's drink, and then you're not going to thank him. Not a single thank you. Matter of fact, you're going to say, no, I got this myself. What are you talking about? Like, bro, who are you? Who, like, imagine that that's so arrogant, bro. Like, hold on, bro. It's, yeah. it's, it's the same way with shit. Like, it's like, 
we dive into the horrors and the disgustingness of shirk of like what a lot of these mushrik religions teach and like it's crazy but at the same time it's also like you really associate in partners with allah knowing that he is the only one deserving of worship how sick and twisted and evil are you really you know yeah it, and to hop back onto the like you know the topic of like relationship between god and man like we we talked about how man is always inclined to sin but let's talk about like god's forgiveness man you, you god gave you so many blessings and then you sin you go against you go against what god said and you've disobeyed him well how many then, things does allah subhanahu wa ta'ala how many names does allah mention that have to do with his no mercy? no and then and then god god he forgives you and then you go and do it again. And then God, he forgives you. And then you go and do it again. And then God forgives you. And then he goes, you go and do it again. Like, subhanAllah, so think about, think re about. Reflect on your own personal life. Imagine someone wrongs you so badly. Mm -hmm. Then they keep on doing it. And you forgive. You would not be able to. There would be like, a point like, where you'd, you'd give up. Like, like imagine, imagine if Hussein were to come and he would rob me. I would, I would tell him I would never forgive him. But then he comes and apologizes to me. I'll, for, I'll say I forgive him, but I'll never forget about it. Yeah. I'll never forget about it. Like, I'll always remember, like, even down deep in my heart, I have resentment. Allah... No you, resentment, he, but don't Allah never forgets. Yeah, Allah, Allah and never your forgets. Lord never forgets. Look, look, but Allah, you, you, what's it called? If if you wrong yourself, you, you want to get God's word, He for, He forgives you as if nothing even happened. Yes. When you repent to Allah, yeah, you'll be raised on day of resurrection as if nothing happened, as mm -hmm. if that sin was never committed. Man, but then again, you got other people. You mess up one time, even though you you did so much good, they'll act like it's the end of the world. They'll act like you never did a good thing in your whole entire life. And we all know people like that. Yeah. If you wanna, if you wanna really talk about the relationship with Allah, we have to talk about what the basis of that relationship is. The basis is your prayer, right? And what I'm gonna, what I'm about to say about the prayer is, if you're not praying five times a day, and you're Muslim, you tell people you're Muslim, you call yourself a Muslim in your household, you're known as a Muslim. Then what type of Muslim are you if you're not doing the most basic thing that it is that a Muslim has to do? What separates us from the disbelievers? I don't think you understand how basic it is. The word salah comes from the root word silah. 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 Sila, which means connection. Who is this connection with? It's with God. So if you don't have this connection with God, if you don't have your salah. But hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's, here's one thing though. Here's one thing though. Yes, it is the basics, right? But like, let's, let's even just talk about this. When we were just talking about high and low iman. Like there are times when we, we feel like, we feel lazy to get up to go pray. Or we feel like, you know, we sit there or we might oversleep or, you know, like things like this happen. But of course, I mean, you must understand that, of course, the punishment of Allah is true and Allah is severe in punishment. But at the same time, like this, this really is the most important thing. You know, I, I'm not saying it's going to be hard. Uh, it's not going to be, it's going to be easy 24 seven or five, five times a day, every single day to get up and go pray. But we understand as Muslims that this is the most important thing and that it is better for us. Like that's my duty. It's my job. You had one job. You got you got to understand though. When you've taken your shahada, when you've believed in la ilaha illallah, and you're not praying, think about how bad that is for you. Because the moment that you start prostrating your head to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, you submit yourself to something that's greater than yourself. Yes, like yes. Us, we're we're honored in the Quran, right? And I'm I'm talking to everybody here. We're honored in the Quran. We're honored as Muslims and as humans. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose us as the khalifa of this earth, as the leader of this earth, the rulers of this earth. And all, he told you to prostrate your head on the ground. But you think you not prostrating to him is you being better than him? Is you disobeying him because, oh, I'm better, I'm good enough, I don't need to do that? Like, no. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't let you prostrate. You're not good enough to prostrate. You got to understand that. You're not good enough to prostrate if you're not praying. If you're not praying five times a day, if you're lazy to pray, if you just neglect prayer altogether, it's you. It's not Allah. Allah does not need it, bro. Wallahi, Allah does not need it, bro. Like, it's, you have to think about that. Really connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your benefit. It's not Allah's. And then when you really get down to the nitty gritty of it, the, when, you, when you say la ilaha illallah, when you say there's no God but Allah, man, every, every single time you make dua, every single time you pray, every single time you fast, it's fulfilling. You want to know why it's fulfilling? Because you're praying to the Lord of the world. Whenever you hear the Quran, the one, the one who's competent over all things, that's, that's so, and you believe that with 100% with your heart. Bro, I, it's like this be, be having me moving because look, it's also, it's, I, I look at it as one of the biggest blessings because Alhamdulillah, I'm sitting here and prostrating myself to the Lord of mankind, the Lord of the worlds, the one who is in control of everything. Alhamdulillah, I'm not the one prostrating to some battle right now. I'm not prostrating to fa some falsehood. Like, it's, it's crazy because look, everyone out here, like, they think, oh, like, let's say, for example, this evil eye, the blue thing that yeah. is going to protect them from evil eye or, you know, things like that. But Alhamdulillah, I can prostrate to the Lord of the world to protect me. I can read Ayatul Kursi. I can read Surah Al-Falaq. I can read Surah Al-Nas. These things I can I can do to connect with the Lord of mankind, not some falsehood. And I know me calling truly, out to my Lord it, is heard. It's a true blessing. I know me calling out to Allah is heard. Regardless of what I get, what, regardless of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala plans for me, I know that I'm being heard. If I cry to Allah, it's heard. These other people, these disbelievers, these people who neglect their ability, the fact that they can just put their hands up and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala hears them. The fact that they could think something in their heart, feel something in their heart, and Allah knows. Oh, and speak, speaking about the prayer, like I saw a video. It was a, it was a video of a, a man in Palestine. He was making adhan for Salat al-Jum'ah on a crumbled masjid. Think about that. Like, I want you guys to reflect on your own personal life. Like, let's say it was raining outside and you had and you were dressed up in nice clothes, but you it was time for you to pray. Would you be willing to mess your clothes up to pray? Or for example, if I'll ask some of the sisters here, if you had makeup on your face, but you didn't have wudu and you had to go pray, would you be willing to mess that up to go and pray all the time, every single time? Then you have people out here who were making adhan on top of a crumbled masjid. They had their homes are lost. They lost all food. They, they're drinking sewage water. And yet, look, look at them still coming to the prayer, still calling out to the prayer. Or they use their adhan speakers to call out to the Muslims. Look at the iman of these people. Their iman is like, I, I even look at it compared to me. It's, in, it's incomparable. I'm like, wow, like the strength that this person must have because Allah never burdens someone more than what their soul can bear. Now, imagine Allah takes everything away from them and yet they're still calling out to Allah. Imagine, imagine the strength of this person. Like this person, I can openly yeah, say like, they're stronger than me. It's like, it's like nothing even changed. It's like, man, subhanAllah, before the, the like, like man, that mindset, like, like I'm man, still here. I still got to pray. Allah, I'm still going to pray. Me. I'm still going to worship Allah. And, and here's no, the other no, thing. No, it's, no. it's still a test because at the same time, yeah, yeah. Look, it, it might look like they lost everything, but me, I might have everything. Am I still going to sit here and pray? Like, Am bro, I got I, no, I saw a post of people in Palestine saying, don't even, don't pray Janazah or, or the, um, the prayer for them at all. Like no, no one pray for it because they said, indeed, we are not dead. We are alive and you are the dead. You see that Iman? They know that they've been saved by Allah. They're not, what, what is the, what are the martyrs? They're not dead. Yeah. Indeed, they are alive. They're with their Lord. Look at that Iman. They're telling you, don't, you don't even have to pray for us because Allah's promise is true. Allah subhanahu wa that's, that's some Iman right there, bro. Or like just, bro, just looking at people, like looking at dead corpses of our Muslim brothers and sisters of like, let's say I saw someone like they had the, the one finger up 
And it said like this person died with their shahada. Just looking at there, or looking at a father holding his daughter. They're both they're both dead now. Like Subhanallah, would we really be able to handle that? Or for example, imagine your whole family being wiped out. Like let's say, let's say your parents came here from out of the country, right? And then the rest of your family is back home, and yet they're all wiped out. What would you do? Or let's say your parents go back to visit, and you're just here by yourself, and they get wiped out too. Would you really be able to handle that? Would you really be able to take that? Imagine your mother, your father, your grandmother, your grandfather, your uncle, your cousins, your sister, your brother. They're all they're all killed right right in front of you. You're the only one left. There are people like that. A hundred percent. May Allah have mercy on them. And see, look, the, the trials I mean, of the trials of man are subject to his own like life. Because the same way the prophets had to go through things that we can't bear. They only they could bear it. Only they could they could uh they could bear those tests. Right, the same way these people they can bear these tests because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala knows them and He knows mm -hmm. their iman. He knows better than us that th them dying with their shahada means they they're strong enough to bear that. Some mm -hmm. of us may not, and Allah may not put you through the same thing. But the test He puts you through will test your iman even the same way that there's a test. I don't know if it's in the Quran or if it's a hadith, but it's like on the day of judgment, we will, there will be we'll wish that we were tested like them. We will mm -hmm. wish that we had what. Uh, our own things taken away like they did because their reward is not going to be the same as ours. You think Allah is the most just. You think that he's going to take all that away from them and reward us the same as he's blessed all of us? You That's think, you you, you think that? Like this is why you take, you take situations like this, right? And you let it level up your iman. You let it make you lock in more to do more good deeds because you do want their reward. And even if you're not tested the same way, you're going to stack up the good deeds as much as you can to earn the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm -hmm. Because the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not subject to the person who's tried the most. And this is also a message to the people who are out there knowingly killing the Muslims. Allah very clearly says in Surah Nisa, verse number 93, and whoever kills a believer intentionally, his torment shall be the hellfire and Allah's wrath and curses upon him and he will abide in the hellfire forever and for him as a painful punishment. Yep. This is your warning. Yep. Think about it. This is the Lord of mankind talking to you. You kill a believer intentionally, you will pay the price for it. And you will abide in hell forever. And Jahannam is waiting for you. This yep. is, oh, this, clip that. Clip that. Th this is for everybody who thinks that what, what's happening in the world, they're getting away with. They're not getting away with it. Just know that they're not getting away with it. It's so easy to ask those questions. What are we, what are we reading in our Salah every single day? Malik Yomidin. Imagine, master of the day of judgment. Do we really take that into account? Know that these people will pay the price for what they did. Whoever does an Adam's weight of good, we'll, we'll see. And whoever does an Adam's weight of bad, we'll also see it. These people, everyone will get what they deserve. So if you are unjust to the people, best believe that it is coming back for you. Yes. And with that, you know, that's going to close out this episode. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. And may Allah help all the Muslims. May Allah grant the Muslims victory. May Allah allow us to die as Muslims, to live as Muslims, the true Muslims, true believers. And... Allahumma uh, ameen. Yeah, Allahumma ameen. And with that, salamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Just to remind you guys, we're still students of knowledge. We're not scholars. So we're working on improving every single day, inshallah. Make sure you share this video with your friends and family. You never know whose life you can change. And also, we are building a large Discord server in the Ummah. Make sure you join that. Share with your friends and family as well. Make sure you join that. We have the permanent link in our bio. And you can find that in our link tree, inshallah. That being said, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.